Hello, everyone. This is Michelle Birdie, and you're listening to The Wordsworth from the Moscow Times. Before I begin today, I have a favor to ask of you. If you enjoy these podcasts, could you take a moment to rate them on iTunes? It will help us alert more Russophiles and language junkies to them. We'd be very grateful. Now that the World Cup is over, it's a good moment to think about what visitors will take away with them and what they'll leave behind. The souvenir, hit sezona, hit of the season, is clearly kakoshnik, which is usually just transliterated as kakoshnik. It's a beaded and decorated tiara-like headpiece traditionally worn by married women. Well, that's at least until the World Cup. Now, fashionable men in the know wear the kakoshnik and paint on rosy cheeks. I have to tell you, I did not see that coming. And what will the visitors and players leave behind? Lost wallets, forgotten socks, email addresses scribbled on a scrap of paper and blurred by a splash of overturned beer. Well, they might not leave much, but the ancestors of some of the players and fans from the semi-final nations definitely left their mark on Russia over the centuries, in words that have become part of Russian. As I poked around in my dictionaries, Belgium stumped me at first, since other than Belgiskia Waffle, Belgian waffles, a few Belgiskia Brasserie, Belgian brasseries, and a lot of Belgiskia Piva, Belgian beer, I couldn't find much. But since Belgium is filled with Dutch speakers, some of their long-gone ancestors might have met up with Peter the Great on one of his European educational field trips and passed on some of the hundreds of words Peter brought back in his linguistic suitcase. Most of these words had to do with ships, shipbuilding, and the sea, like flot, fleet, kayuta, cabin, verf, wharf, ballast, ballast, gaivin, harbor, and even yachta, which is a yacht. But Dutch speakers gave Russia more than waffles in the word for them. They also gave Russian abrikos, apricots, apelsin, oranges, anchoas, anchovies, and even sproti, sprats. Sorry, Latvia. After the Russian Empire's brief fling with German, Russia's next big linguistic love affair was with the French language, which is responsible for what seems like half the words for food and cooking, most of the words for the arts and fashion, and a number of words for style, manners, and behavior. What is a Russian dinner without entrecote, a steak, usually a rib steak, bouillon, bouillon, garnier, garnish, cutleta, a cutlet, or biscuit, sponge cake. How could you dress without trousse, underpants, on the bottom, and beret, beret, on the top? What would you do in the theater without ballet, ballet, binocle, binoculars, abonnement, subscription, acteur, actor, or even after, author? In fact, without French, what would we call that place with paintings that's a musée, museum. And how could we describe a night out without chic, charme, debauche, debauchery, and cauchemar, a nightmare? But French language imports were also down to earth, literally with totoir, pavement, 
or they were technical, like aviatia, aviation, and electrificatia, electrification, not to mention military, like armia, army, and front, front. Of course, in the last 50 years or so, the greatest source of borrowed words has been the English language. In fact, when Russia adopted football, it took on the original language of the game too. So we have goal, goalkeeper, penalty, penalty, training, training, and even the word sport, sports. But English has been hijacked in other fields too, like politics, where Russia now has senator, speaker, speech writer, exit poll, image, and image maker. People move their business offshore to avoid an audit. Parents fail at their teenagery for being glued to their gadgety, taking part in flash mob and getting piercing at the shopping mall. And when you discuss computery, computers, you wonder why you came to Russia at all. Everyone just speaks English with a Russian accent. Finally, we come to the contribution of Croatian to the Russian language. Actually, I really couldn't find any. And thank heaven, there are so many false friends that you'd go mad if you started importing Croatian words. Consider this, vrednost in Croatian means value, whereas vrednost in Russian means almost the exact opposite, harm or damage. I'm sticking with ole, ole, ole. That's it for this week. Do stretchi na sledeši nedeli.